Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. I just want to um, follow up with some things that I talked about yesterday so that I can really um, get everybody on the same page. What's going to really bring healing and equality and all the things that we need in light of what we're witnessing in our culture today is what, you know, like God's remedy is the only remedy. There is no other remedy other than God's remedy. God wouldn't have sent Jesus if the world didn't need a savior. And he wouldn't have sent the Holy Spirit if the world didn't need an equalizer, a the one who brings people together. So we're we're united in spirit and we have we have what I keep calling unity with diversity. We have what I keep calling um, differences without divisions. So my church, by the grace of God, and um, is a very racially mixed church. It's um, incredible, frankly, because I've never I've never tried to make it uh, a racially diverse church. It just is because uh, that's the church. Jesus is building at Life Changers. And, um, and so, but these things have to be addressed. There's obviously so many problems right now. We're not, to, you know, to add insult to injury, we, we already are dealing with the virus that is still a mystery in many ways. Um, we're dealing with um, businesses reopening in a small, in, in, in small, um, measures and I I don't have the answer of what's what's the right way and the wrong way there it's not really right versus wrong it's it's um, what's right for each community it's what's right for each church um, people may disagree with me on when we're planning to open our church back up to um, uh, in-person services and that's okay there's no nobody's wrong in that regard because everybody should feel, um, that they're uh, that they're in a place of peace in their minds and in their hearts. All right, so um, I want to continue to talk about God's solution to racism, God's solution to the virus, God's solution to the inequalities in the world, because they've existed since long before America. America is not the founders of racism. Um, the devil is. And the sooner that we get a hold of that demonic nature of, of racism, and yes, that demonic nature works among people and works its way into people that are, that are not filled with Jesus, with his love, with his spirit. So we got to get the world filled with those things. So really, love never fails. And frankly, what we've built Life Changers Church on is the love of God, the goodness of God, the word of God, the spirit of God. And so I don't ever see, I know this is like, okay, come on, everybody says that. But I, I really don't, I mean, I notice the different cultures and the different races and the different colors of people that come to my church. But to me, it's, I'm just thankful that anybody would come. Frankly, I'm just thankful that anybody would come. If it was 100% if my church was 100% black, that'd be fine with me. If it was 100% white, it'd be, if it was 100% Hispanic, like I'm not in control of who feels 
that they're being fed in my church. I'm only I'm only in control of feeding people with love and with the word of God. And so to me, that's where um, race, racial tensions are healed. That in the presence of God, those tensions are healed. In the presence of God, I know, look, our church is very diverse, our church. And I welcome all of you that are, that consider you a part, consider yourselves a part of this church family. And for those of you that are from other cities and other countries, um, you're welcome to the family also. And I hope when everything opens back up that you keep, you keep joining me online at our online services because they're never going to end. That's uh, one of the ways we reach more people and we reach the world. So, um, but, um, but, you know, it, it's, it bothers me, frankly, that, um, that so many churches are still segregated. Uh, it's been it's been said, it's been joked about that, um, you know that, and it's really not a joke, but it's been said that uh, 11 a.m. in America is uh, is is still the most segregated is the most segregated hour of the week, and um, it's because churches like, boom, people go black folks go to a black church, white folks go to a white church, Hispanic. People go to a Hispanic church. Uh, Koreans go to a Korean church. I mean, uh, I don't. I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that. I believe that if we're, if our message is is genuinely from a place of love and genuinely from a place of faith, then people from every walk of life is gonna are gonna feel safe and they're gonna feel comfortable and they're gonna feel like they're home. And um, but. By all means, if you guys, if there's any of you that are that are at Life Changers Church and you just don't feel like you're at home, I'd really love to know and I'd really love to hear from you why. Um, but there really is no answer to the inequality in this world. And it has been un, uh, disproportionately against blacks in America. It's been disproportionately stacked against the black culture in America. And um, I don't like that. That doesn't mean that everybody who's white is a racist. It doesn't mean everybody who's black feels that they're um, hindered. But I think that in general, we, you know, if we're common sense people, we see, we see the divisions, we see the racial overtones still, we see the, the inequality still, and nobody can truly feel that unless it's happened to you. Okay. I know a little bit, I, I can feel maybe a fraction of it because when I grew up, it was, I was Middle Eastern. I still am, but even, even back then I was Middle Eastern, but I, um, I went to an all white school, but I didn't feel like I was all white. I felt I was all right, but not all white. You hear me? All whitey then. But here's the point. Um, <laughs> I didn't feel like I felt a little bit afraid of a dominant white population in the school that the schools that I went to. I remember in my elementary school there was one black kid, and um, and I and there was two of us that were actually friends with him. His name was Kenya Jenkins. I hope he's watching. I hope he's I hope he's thriving. I hope he's succeeding. But me and my other buddy, we really befriended him, and we felt like this 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 kid shouldn't be you know, left alone and every, at recess, he'd be by himself. And, and so 
I was I felt more naturally inclined to uh, be his friend because I felt some of that too. Now I don't feel that I'm that I've experienced it as much as what a black person has experienced it in America, but I do feel a little bit of that. And it's because at that time in American culture, there was this this um, anti-Iranian sentiment, the Ayatollah Khomeini of Iran was, um, was clearly a, a hater of America. And so there was the hostage crisis and there was all this um, anti-Iranian feeling. And so anybody who was Middle Eastern who looked like me was kind of categorized um, in, in that. And so we were kind of frowned upon at that time. And again, I am not saying that I know what it's like now in America for black men and women, but I get a little bit, I understand a little bit of it and I have empathy where I, where I, where I lack in personal experience of it, I make up for in empathy and in love and in understanding and in kindness. And, um, and so I'm all in to unity with diversity. That's why in my church people can be men, male, female, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, you name it. And we have them all. I don't know if there's any country in America. I don't know if, any, if there's any um, immigrant in America that that person's country isn't represented in my church, whether it's Russian, whether it's, um, I mean, I could just, I don't know, whether it's Nigerian, whether it's uh, um, British, whether it's, I, I mean, just goes on and on. So I'm excited about that. And if you're a part of this, and I, I pray that you would be excited about it too. Um, uh, so just shout out quick from people from other parts of the world. Vinny from Fiji Islands, Onyechi from South Africa, Shra from Denmark, Cha from Botswana, Lani Erti from Indonesia, Tone from Norway. Did we pronounce it Tony here, Tone? Um, <laughs> but uh, yo, it's Italian, you know what I'm saying? Here is Tony, there it's Tone. Okay, Shirley from, <laughs> from Cayman Islands. Mitchell from um, India, LJ from London, uh, Daush Tatit from Thailand. I know I'm positive I butchered that one. Okay, and the rest of you guys, thank you for, for joining me and for being um, so kind to, to be here. So let me explain to you something about the Holy Spirit, and then I'm going to pray for people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, because frankly, I don't see another solution. I see this as God's solution to... Um, uh, Junyu from Philippines, thank you, I missed that one. Um, frankly, um, I see this is what God did to bring unity, and this is what God did to bring healing, and this is what God did to bring people from every walk of life together. He poured out his spirit upon all flesh. So I want you to see this, is that when the day of Pentecost is coming, just so hang with me, and then we're going to pray. Uh, but I have to show you from Scripture so that you really get a hold of this. Um, when the day of Pentecost had come, we celebrated the day of Pentecost yesterday in our church and churches all over the world. They were all together in one place. They were all together. Like we have to come together in one place, not with um, rioting. We can come with protesting, but not with harm to anybody's personal um, health, body, or, uh, or possessions or property, property. None of that is okay. Uh, you get it. You can. It's not one or the other. Either you're, 
either you're for racial healing and reconciliation or you're for um, violent protests. You don't have... You don't have to be for one and one and the other. You can be for racial reconciliation and um, nonviolent, nonviolent protesting. I believe people sh- can should and can protest, but it should be nonviolent. I think everybody who's reasonable thinks that. I think Martin Luther King Jr. was the perfect example of that. It, it, he didn't cause violence. He had peaceful protests, peaceful marches. What, what happened to our world? What happened to our nation? The more you take the Bible out of a culture, the more you take the Holy Spirit out of churches, the more you take the gifts of the Spirit, the power of God out of um, the equation, the more the, the more these problems exist. So um, that's, that's, and that's not a blanket answer to everything, but the Bible is the answer. In the beginning was the Word, and the, words was with, the Word was with God. See, when Jesus came to this earth, he started a new beginning, and he brought equality. He talked to the woman at the well when it was forbidden for Jews to talk to women. He, he talked to uh, the woman and healed the woman's um, daughter who was uh, a Canaanite woman. She was considered a dog in, um, to the Jews. Canaanites were considered dogs, and um, yet Jesus equalized her. You know, the, the man that was, that was beat up, the, the, the Pharisee walked past him, the, um, the, the priest walked past him, but the good Samaritan stopped and picked him up and, you know, you know uh, bound his, his wounds and took him to the hotel, laid him, let, him at the, let, let him stay there, paid for his hotel stay, and said, um, if there's any more that he costs, I'll be back in two days. Let me know. I kind of believe that's a picture of Jesus. He heals the broken and he bandages, bandages up our wounds and heals the brokenhearted. And then he says, I'll be back in two days. And to the Lord, a day is as a thousand days, a thousand, as a thousand years, a thousand years is as a day. So I believe and pray that Jesus comes back soon and, and settles this once and for all. But in the meantime, we're the only Jesus that people are going to see and feel. So our mutual respect for people's dignity, our belief in the human value and worth of humanity, the worth of each human soul, like God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't just love one race or two races. He loves everybody. He doesn't discriminate against anybody. And in fact, he says, God is no respecter of persons. He's not, he doesn't show favoritism. Our world shows favoritism to certain people, certain classes of people, if they're rich or if they're white or if they're this or they're that. Jesus doesn't show that. Jesus is equal. He's an equalizer. And the Holy Spirit's an equalizer. Okay, let me get on with this. Sorry, um, hang with me here. Um, so... It says, and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind in Acts chapter two, verse two, and the whole house where they were sitting and it filled the whole house and there appeared to them tongues of fire distributing themselves and they rested on each of them. And it says, and they all were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now I know this might sound to you like this is, why, why do you think that 
these problems can be solved with speaking in tongues. How stupid is that? Oh, it just so happens that that's how God did it. That's how that was God's remedy. And I'm not ashamed of that. I don't want I don't want a church that's just built on popularity. I want a church that's built on power, the power of God's love and his spirit. And it says, now there were, so they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven, from every nation under heaven. From every nation under heaven, that's what the church should be. should be a place for every nation under heaven. And the word nation there is actually, I told you yesterday, it's the word ethnos. It's from every ethnic group. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. Be patient with me for a minute. I got other stuff to do too, so hang, hang tight. God. Oh, I got to mess with you guys a little bit. Um, then they were amazed and they marveled as each of them heard them speaking in their own language. See, God unified people by giving them an equal language that was equal to, for all. The Holy Spirit, the power of God. Okay. And then he mentions the countries. He said Parthians and Medes and Elamites and people from Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and Phrygia, uh, Phrygia. Pamphylia, sounds like some names that, that, that some of us should start using. We run out of names for our kids. These are, these are good ones. Egypt and the districts of Libya, Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs and Medes and all of them. And these are, and of course, we know that um, Philip, met an Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8, and that dude was black. Ethiopians are black, last time I checked. And um, he meets the Ethiopian eunuch, and he says, um, God translated him to, this, to meet this Ethiopian eunuch, and in Acts chapter 8, he meets this guy, and there's, not, there's only mention that he's Ethiopian, but there's no mention that that um, he in any way was treated unequally, and I get it. Um, we're not dealing with Ethiopia here. The, the biggest problem for race is, is probably, well, the biggest spotlight for racial tension and problems is in America. That's why if we can get this right, if we can get a revival going, then we can, then we can heal what is, really at, what is really the problem because we we judge according to the flesh. And Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I know, now that I'm born again, I no longer judge according to the flesh. In other words, I no longer judge according to the outward skin of a person's life. And there was racism back then. It wasn't necessarily towards blacks. It was toward, the Jews had a racial sense of superiority towards the Gentiles, towards people that were non-Jewish. And God went to great lengths in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, um, Acts chapter 19 to make sure that he healed these racial differences. And in fact, Peter, it took God to give Peter a vision of all these animals that were forbidden by the law to, to eat because Peter refused 
to preach to non-Jewish people. He thought, I'm only going to preach to Jewish people. Nobody else deserves the gospel. That's what Peter actually thought. Paul actually believed that the Gentiles, he was sent to the Gentiles because Jesus told him, I'm sending you to the Gentiles. Um, and he helped, the G Paul ministered to everybody. But the point is, Peter didn't until he had that vision in Acts chapter 10. And all of a sudden there was this, all these animals and the Lord spoke to him and the Lord spoke to him. Ah, somebody asked, are you kidding me? They made Ethiopian a eunuch. They didn't, I mean, he was already that. I don't know how he got that way. I just know that God gave him the Holy Ghost and baptized him. So I don't know how he became a eunuch, but that's what he was. But you know what? He went back to Ethiopia and took the gospel. Is there any reasonable reason that you can think of that Africa is the most evangelized continent in this earth? There's more 100,000 member churches in Africa than anywhere. In fact, there's, there's hardly any anywhere else. There's, but there's revival in Africa. Why? Because... God's trying to tell us something that he doesn't, he doesn't have a problem with black men and women. They're all getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. They're all getting born again. They're all learning the word of God. They're all learning to evangelize. I mean, it's a revival. I've been to Africa on several occasions, and it is so much easier to preach the gospel on that continent than it is that I've found anywhere else in the world. So... God is a fan of blacks. What is the problem with the rest of us? Why are we treating as if somehow we're superior? I don't feel that way, but I feel like people think that. Many people think that that's what the problem is. It start, started in the Garden of Eden. Okay, I don't have time to get into that. I want to finish this story. So in Acts chapter 8, Philip meets this Ethiopian eunuch and... Um, and God tells him to preach the gospel to him. The guy gets born again. And then while he's in the chariot, with, uh, he says, hey, look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And so, if he, and Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he ordered the chariot to stop. They both went down to the water. Philip baptized him there. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away and the eunuch saw him no more, but went on his way rejoicing. And what, what ended up happening to the eunuch? He went to Africa and began to evangelize the whole continent. But where I was in Acts chapter two, all these people from other countries, and then Peter, he refuses to preach to, he refuses to preach to, to the Gentiles and God gives him this vision and says, arise, Peter, kill and eat all these animals that were unclean. And Peter said, no, Lord, I'm, it's forbidden for me to eat um, unclean meat. And, and, and Jesus spoke to him and he said, never call unclean what I have made clean. And he told him, you got to start preaching to the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people too. So so Peter was inflicted, was afflicted by this racial undertone until God got a hold of him and God gave him a vision that nothing is unclean, nobody is unclean, nobody's undeserving of the gospel, everybody's deserving of the gospel. And then the revival really took off when they started reaching people from every nation. 
and when they started reaching people from every walk of life, and when they started reaching people from every country and every continent and every, every ethnic group. And it's multiple times that it says, go into all the, Jesus said, go into all the world, make disciples of all the nations. Again, the word is ethnos. It's where we get the word ethnic from, ethnicity. God wants us to tear down the walls of our churches and make sure that all ethnic groups feel equally loved, valued, and ministered to. It's going to start, this revival is going to start in the church. It's not going to start in the streets. It's going to start in the churches. It's not meant to happen in the streets where people are not filled with and led by the Holy Spirit. It's meant to happen in the churches where walls are torn down. Hey, if you got to, if, if, if a couple pastors, one of a black church, one of a white church need to get together and put their churches together, there have been some brothers that I know that have done that, some godly pastors that have done that, merging their churches so that they were racially mixed. And hey, I don't know how it's worked so far there, but I know it works in my church. We don't have to do that because it's already happening. There's racial um, healing and mutual love and respect, and there's zero, there's zero um, hate at Life Changers Church. Now, there may be some people who have not matured yet in their, I remember one lady, this is years ago now, but I remember preaching about um, how our church is so racially mixed. This is years ago now. She, I said something that said something like, you know, hey, our white culture needs to get on, get on board with this whole diversity thing. This is twenty over 20 years ago. And she got so mad she left the church. And I hadn't seen her. I haven't seen her. I might maybe saw her once, like twenty years later. But, but I was like, fine. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna feel you're superior, you don't belong in a church where we believe in humility and equality, and nobody's better than anybody else. Okay. Um, so, on to the cure. So the cure was the gospel. Jesus said make disciples of all ethnic groups. So the cure is the gospel. The cure is the Holy Spirit. And the cure is the church. And if it doesn't work in the church, it's not going to work without the church. It's not going to work outside the church if it doesn't start in the church. And, the, and Christian churches are still behind on racial reconciliation and in being humble enough that our message doesn't follow a political persuasion or a racial persuasion. Our message needs to be for all people. The gospel story that Linus tells about Jesus out of Luke chapter two in Charlie Brown, he says it's the, it's the it's, and, this, and this shall be for all the people right? This birth of Jesus shall be for all the people, for all the people. God is an all the people God. God is a everybody's equal God. God is a colorblind God. I mean, not that he's blind in any way, but you get it. You get what I'm saying. Like God 
want, if you're humble, you're going to receive the grace. God gives grace to the humble, not to the white, not to the black, not to the Hispanic, not to the brown, not to the yellow, whatever. God gives grace to the humble. So you know what we need to do? Be humble. You know where that starts? It starts in your heart. And it starts with you having empathy for people that are feeling marginalized and racially profiled. And of course, there are going to be people that are like, that's not really what's happening, but it is happening. It is happening. And if we don't, if we don't let love be our banner, his banner over us is love. If we don't learn to love and understand and value people and go to great lengths to show we value every human being, we are all God's creation. We are all created by God, and then we're born again when we accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. We're, we're born again. We're all children of God. We're all God's creation, but we don't become God's child until we're born again. I mean, I, I hate to break the news to you, but you, ye must be born again, Jesus said. Ye must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. Okay? Now, in Acts chapter 19, let me show you something. So I'm going to pray for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit because that's going to help bring equality. And come to Life Changers Church because you'll feel it there. You'll feel it. You'll feel it. You'll feel it. You'll feel it. And we want to, we want it to be even more, um, even, 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 even more amplified. God bless us. God help us. Acts chapter 19, verse six. You ready to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues? I'm going to lead you in that. I told you I would lead you that. Friday, I said, on Monday, we're going to do this. Yesterday at church, I said, Monday, we're going to do this. Acts 19, here we go. So it came about that while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the upper country, came to Ephesus, and found some disciples. Hey, we don't know what color they were. We just know they were disciples. <laughs> we got to get this. And he said, did you, now notice, he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So the first thing we have to understand is God is making a distinction between being a believer and receiving the Holy Spirit. You can become a believer by accepting Jesus as your Savior and his blood washes away your sin. You're born again. You're a child of God. But Paul said, these people were born again. They were believers when you believed. He said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. And Paul said, well, then into what were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized the baptism of repentance, but you need to be baptized in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ. So he baptized them in water. And then when they came up out of the water, it says in verse 5, in verse 6, and Paul laid his hands upon them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. He came upon them, and they began speaking with tongues and prophesying. There was not, there was, do you, you want to know there was not a more segregated group than the Jews at that time, and everybody else was considered outside of the covenant. But Jesus came and broke down the wall, the barrier, and 
made everybody equal. And even Peter couldn't handle that until God had to show him a vision. And then Peter got it. Peter, the apostle that I'm going to build my church on this. He's not building his church on racism. He built his church upon a revelation that Jesus is the Christ. All right. So here we see the first most important thing about the Holy Spirit is that people are born again and then being baptized in the Holy Spirit is a second experience after being born again. Clearly. Otherwise, he wouldn't say, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So he's acknowledging they believed, but he's, but they, and he's acknowledging that they weren't baptized in the Holy Spirit. So now watch this. So they all, every time we see somebody baptized in the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter um, 2, in Acts chapter 10, in Acts chapter 8, in Acts chapter 19, I'm reading out of here. Now, every time they spoke in tongues. Sometimes they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Sometimes they spoke in tongues and glorified God. Sometimes they spoke in, in tongues and, and praised. But the, but the common thread among all of them when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit is they all spoke in other tongues. Why? Because God wants you to have this special prayer language that's between you and God. And no one understands 1 Corinthians chapter 14. When I pray in tongues, when you speak in tongues, he says, no one understands, but in your spirit, he said, for one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands, but in his spirit, he speaks mysteries. Um, 1, 1 Corinthians 14, verse two. So he said, I wish you all spoke in tongues. He said, one who speaks in a tongue, verse four, edifies himself. One who prophesies edifies the church. So tongues is not to be used as a declaration in a church unless there's an interpretation with it. Tongues is a precious, personal prayer connection with God. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, being Baptist isn't going to reconcile everybody. Being um, charismatic isn't going to reconcile anybody. everybody. Being... Um, Presbyterian or Catholic, none of that is going to do it, but the Holy Spirit's going to do it when everybody receives this precious baptism. It's a baptism of love, and it's a baptism of equality, and it's a baptism of unity. And I am 100% convinced if you will let down your guard and you will let the Holy Spirit give you the words and give you the utterance, you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and you're going to pray in tongues. Let me tell you how it happens and then we'll pray together. In Luke chapter 11, he says, watch this, Luke chapter 11, Jesus says, um, now suppose one of you fathers is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? And if he asks for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You see, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is not, does not divide people. The baptism in the Holy Spirit unites people. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is for anyone who asks. 
So if you don't want this, don't ask for it. But if you ask for it, he's going to give them to you. He's going to give you this baptism of the Holy Spirit. All you got to do is ask and then receive. Be like a child and simply receive humbly. Okay? So I'm going to pray for you. And here's what's going to happen. I know you might not, some of you are going to be like, no, that's not the real thing, but it is. It is. Because when you speak in tongues, it says no one understands, but in his spirit, he speaks mysteries. So I want us to pray right now. And I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to lead you in this prayer. And I'm going to ask you to pray this out loud. If you want this baptism of the Holy Spirit, and what's going to happen? You're going to be filled and baptized to overflowing What's the difference between being born again and being baptized in the Holy Spirit? When you're born again, like imagine a glass of water next to a pitcher and the, the glass is empty and when you get born again, the pitcher is the Holy Spirit. He pours, you, he pours a new spirit inside of you and you're born again. So now you're this cup and here's the Holy Spirit's pitcher. You're this small cup and here's the Holy Spirit's the pitcher. And what happens is when you get born again, you have a measure of the Holy Spirit in you, but to be baptized in the Holy Spirit is not the pitcher pouring some water in you. To be baptized in the Holy Spirit is you and your whole glass going into the pitcher. Now you're surrounded to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. You see the difference? Being born again is God fills up your cup but being baptized in the Holy Spirit is you are immersed in the fullness of the Spirit. And that's when you begin to speak in tongues and prophesy and exalt God. All right, let's pray together. If you want this, just say, Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died for my sins. So that, that, that's how you get born again. I believe Jesus died for my sins. And I receive the forgiveness of God through the blood of Jesus. Now I'm asking you, Father, according to Luke chapter 11, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Lord, submerge me, immerse me in the Holy Spirit like the Bible talks about. Immerse me, baptize me in the Holy Spirit because you're no, you're, you're, you're no respecter of persons. What you did for one, you'll do for the other. So I ask for this baptism and I receive it now. Just pray that. I ask for this baptism of the Holy Spirit and I receive it now in Jesus' name. Now here's what I want you to do. Just lift your hands right where you are, unless you're driving, which you wouldn't be watching this now if you were. Just lift your hands right where you are, lift them up to the Lord, and just start thanking him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And here's what's going to happen. While you're thanking him in your language, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Start thanking him that you've received this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And what's going to happen, as you continue to thank him, sounds are going to come to you that are not English or whatever your native language is, whatever your main language is. Sounds are going to come to your mind those are the tongues that the Holy Spirit is giving you. He's not going to force you. He's not going to take your mouth and force you to speak. He's going to bring 
to up to you thoughts, sounds of words and syllables that don't make sense to your to your language. And you just need to speak those out as they come. So let's just continue to thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I'll tell you when to stop speaking in English and start speaking whatever sounds come to you. Just keep pra praising him. Thank you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Lord. I thank you that I asked and I receive now. You said you would give the baptism of the Holy Spirit to whoever asks. Now I pray for every person watching, Lord, even though I can't lay hands on them physically, I, I lay hands on them through this broadcast in the spirit. And now, Lord, give them this new prayer language in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, just keep thanking him. Just keep thanking him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, as those words and those sounds and other syllables come to you, just start speaking those out. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just praying in tongues. I already do this every day. But I'm praying in tongues so you don't feel like you're the only one. Just say it out loud. Just speak those words out loud. I know it sounds like gibberish. I get it. I mean, some of you might be laughing. I don't care. Receive. This is for those that want it. This is for them. I'm not trying to force this on anybody. Just receive and just start speaking in those heavenly languages. Speak in that heavenly language. You say, what if all I get is one sound? Just speak it over and over again. It could be whatever it is, whatever's coming to you, just speak it. I know people are going to play this years from now. Say, look at how stupid this pastor is. You know what? They're stupid for even watching it if they don't believe it. Hey! Just those of you that are already baptized in the Holy Spirit, pray in tongues with me. And now, Jesus, release the tongues of angels into every person within the sound of my voice and anyone who's actually wanting this. I release the power of God into your life. Supernatural prayer language of tongues in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Surely, she said, I'm crying because she's receiving it right now. Others of you are saying, I want this. Just thank him for it and just open your mouth and speak out whatever sounds are coming to you. That's tongues. You say, I don't understand it. I'm speaking words that I don't understand. Exactly. That's what he said. No one understands. But you're speaking mysteries to God. God understands. God understands. And he says, I will pray with my mind, with my understanding, and I'll pray with tongues. I'll sing with my understanding, and I'll sing with tongues. So he, there's both. Doesn't mean you're, you're going to stop praying in English or your, or your native language. It means you're going to pray in English and in tongues. Yes, thank you, Monica. I'm in agreement that every person receives this gift of the Holy Spirit with the power to speak in tongues. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Some of you are going to laugh. As the Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Some people, you're feeling something in your gut, in your belly, and it's making you happy. It's making you laugh. 
That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Just speak it out. Just speak it out. That's right. Marla's saying such peace. Um, Amy said tongues are freeing my spirit. That's exactly right. It releases your spirit to dominate your flesh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, Jesus said we have to, we have to have childlike faith. If you, if nothing's coming, just open your mouth and speak whatever, whatever sounds come to you. It's there. If you ask for it, you got it. Now it's up to you to just speak it out. Open your mouth. I remember the first time this happened to me, I spoke in tongues, but I didn't think it was from God. I thought it was just me talking, but it was the spirit of God. And then one day I was in my car, I was like 17, 18 years old, and God just spoke to me and said, just open your mouth and I'll fill it. And I just opened my mouth and I started speaking in tongues like I'd never done before. Like it was just this fullness. Just say, thank you, Lord, that I have received. I want you to say this out loud. Say, thank you, Jesus, that I have received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, your kids might look at you thinking like you look crazy. But what you know what's happening? You're getting drunk with the Holy Spirit. It's so much better than wine. It's so much better than alcohol. So much better than anything the world can give you or anything this physical life can give you is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Just thank him. Thank him. This is what's bringing people together. And now, Lord, we pray for unity. We pray for healing in our cities and in our nation. We pray for unity with diversity. We bind the spirits of violence. We bind the spirits of radical um, radical groups of hate, whether they're white, whether they're black, whatever color they are, terrorist groups of hate that hate any race. We bind that spirit of hatred. We bind that spirit of violence. We bind that spirit of fear that is gripping our country. And we bind the spirits of thievery and looting and hurting others and burning properties, we declare for the burning of the Holy Spirit to flood people's souls right now and their spirits in Jesus' name. Oh, Rabbi Kandara. So, you know, comment back to me that, that you're doing this, that you're walking in this, that you're speaking in tongues. If you're not, I'm going to send you this book. If you want to know more, about this, I'll send you this book as my gift. It's actually, can, you can download this for free, The Power of a New Life. And um, chapter three is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It gives you all the scriptural evidence that this is real, this is biblical. Chapter four, actually, the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, you see, the power of the Holy Spirit. And it goes through questions which the ver some of the verses we just went through, Acts chapter 19, Luke chapter 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Acts chapter 2. This will take you step by step into this beautiful experience. I know some people would think, somebody said, um, I don't know what they, 
I think not everybody's speaking in tongues. Not everybody's speaking in tongues, but everybody can speak in tongues. Everybody can, any Christian can walk in this gift. You just have to ask God for it and then step out in faith and open your mouth and declare it and speak it out. That's all you got to do. I'm telling you, it's that simple. You say, what if I don't understand what I'm saying? You're not going to understand what you're saying, but God will. Okay? So it's really, it's very, very powerful. So again, if you'd like to download this book, The Power of New Life, just go to, is it Life Changers? lifechangerschurch.com slash salvation and this book will be available to you. You download it, go right to the, if you're not born again, start from the beginning. If you just want to, if you're already born again, uh, Maddie said, I'm speaking in tongues, beautiful. Thank God. If this was just for you, it was worth it. Um, Some of you might want to just go right to chapter four and get into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen, Tina's doing it. I feel weepy, but not, um, not here. Just that's that's perfect. Just speak out. Just open your mouth and speak whatever sounds come to you. Amen. Somebody said I haven't done this in a long time, but I have just started again. Wow, it's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, believe you receive it. That's exactly right. Believe you receive it. I got the gift. And have received the speaking in tongue. God, congratulations, Trisha. Um, you see, when we all speak the same language spiritually, we are going to heal the, the the division in our country. When we are all filled with the Holy Spirit, let me tell you something about the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter five, verse five, it says, "For the love of God is poured out into your heart." by the Holy Spirit. See, once you have this, this powerful baptism in the Holy Spirit, just open your mouth. Those of you that are saying, I'm, I'm not hearing anything. You got to open your mouth and speak it. You got to open your mouth and speak whatever comes to you. Just start opening your mouth and saying, hallelujah, hallelujah. And then other words will come to you. Um, I don't just mean like a, some, it's not some, um, incantation, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's not some, some, um, it's, 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 it's not doing something fake. It's just really praising God in your own language. And then you'll start praising God in other languages, in tongues. Um, somebody said, I'm crying. This is so powerful. Uh, it's beautiful. Um, Kiana said, I'm speaking in tongues. Uh, Shell said, I'm speaking in tongues. I got this as a child, but didn't understand. Cindy said, until today, uh, that's when it began in my life. Wow, it's beautiful. I heard myself, it's like bawling and mumbling, Theta said. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's exactly what it's like. It's beautiful. It's precious. It's precious. Archana said, I'm crying. Um, somebody said, I de- desire this with all my heart. I believe that God will do it for me. Just He's doing it right now. Just open up your mouth and just start speaking it. Whatever comes to you, just open your mouth and just start praising him in your own language and then you'll start praising him in tongues. It really will happen. Um, the words still come. Yeah, speak them out. Deborah, she said the words are coming. Speak them out. Just speak them out. It might not, you might not hear it in your head. You might just speak it and you might go right from your spirit out of your mouth. So it's not like you have to hear it in your head. That's just one way that you can 
sort of understand how to do it. Um, you will. Who said, somebody said, I will. I'm already speaking in tongues. Thank God. This is great. Somebody said, woo, woo. Somebody said, <laughs> thank you for this beautiful gift of tongues. Theodora, God bless you. Oh, wow. Keep it up, you guys. Keep it up. Um, I can turn, it's like a water faucet now. I can turn it on. The, the water's always there in your sink. It's always there underneath. But when you turn the spout, when you turn the spout on, you get water. The water was always there. It's, tongues is like that for me. It's always there. But I turn it on and off. I turn it on and off. I can, I'm in control of that. Don't expect the Holy Spirit to take control of your mouth. He doesn't do that. Um, you do it. You open your mouth and do it, okay? Well, this is, um, you know, probably the longest time I've taken on this topic with uh, people online. Um, it's a little risky. You can think, you know, these people are nuts. You can think whatever you want, but I'm telling you, equality comes when we all have the same spirit and the same baptism in love. Amen. Rama said, speaking in tongues, I, I, it's so good. I'm, it's so refreshing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's beautiful. All right. So, hey, I'm going to let you guys run. I got some, um, I'm going to be doing some other preaching in a little while here. So um, it won't be online now, but um, we're having a Grace Life Conference at Creflo, Creflo Dollars Church. Um, we do it every year. I'm one of the speakers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do several sessions this year, but we're doing it all online. So check out their website for that. And um, that's one of my best friends in the whole world. And um, we're bringing racial uh, reconciliation. He and I are bringing it. We, we have it. We have such a deep understanding of the love that you can have when you're of a different race or a different culture. It just requires humility. It's just being humble. It's just realizing the outward is just, that's just your suit. It's just your suit. That's not who you are inside. Your body, your color is just your earth suit. I think it's cool to have different colors. Nobody wears the same color on, um, no one wears the same color shirt every day. <laughs> right? You like variety, so does God. Where do you think your desire for for variety came from. It came from God. He loves different, all the colors. He loves them all. And he wants all the colors equal, to, be, to feel equal and to live equally. Okay, so I hope this has helped you. God bless you and keep you. And see you tomorrow for our daily bread. I love you guys. Bye.